RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. There's been a lot of talk here at RCR recently about fluoridation. Well, actually, more than recently, pretty well uh, across the span of us broadcasting. We've heard from Fluoride Free NZ. We've heard from Bay of Plenty councillors, Rotorua councillor, of course. You might remember back in Timaru a month or so ago, uh, we heard about the great debate between the dentists and the fluoride-free people. The dentists hopelessly outgunned. We heard the story. They really didn't know what they're talking about. In fact, I heard it was embarrassing. But anyway, so here's the latest chapter. We know that pressure is being uh, put upon councils around the country to uh, fluoridate their water supplies if it's not already done. So I'm going to welcome back to RCR Roy Chantelou, who was here talking about Auckland Grammar School. You can go and check the replay to find out more about that. It's in our archive. You can just search his name. But he's here beaming in from Arrowtown now where he's a local and is part of the pushback on his council's intent to fluoridate the water. Okay, Roy, welcome back to Reality Check Radio. Good to hear you again. So what's happening in Arrowtown? Is this the same pattern of play that we've heard from Bay of Plenty and Rotorua? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess it's pretty similar. Um, in a nutshell, what's happening here is uh, I've been coming here since about 1977 and finally got round to buying a property here six years ago. And um, my wife and I would co- often comment, oh, my God, this water is just delicious, mother's milk. And I was talking to somebody about it earlier this year, and they said, you know, they're going to fluoridate it. And I said, don't be ridiculous. You've got to be joking. They said, no, no, there there are plans afoot. And I said, well, why don't we know about this? Is there any community discussion or chat? And I subsequently found out that nobody really knows. The community doesn't know much about it. But um, I got in touch with the council, and they put me onto an organization, ironically called Three Waters, that's the provider, the water provider to the QLDC. Is that a coincidence, they, that, that name? Is that just coincidental? <laughs> huh? It is. I, okay. When they yeah. when they told me the name, I said, Jesus, you're going to be joking. They said, no, no, that, 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 that's actually its name. Okay. So anyway, I spoke to a lovely chap there who uh, advised that they had, in fact, done full cost analysis of introducing fluoride to the water into all the region's water supplies. And I said... I said, you've got to be kidding. You're that far down the track. He said, well, that that's what we've done. Um, I got in touch with the mayor. I had a conversation with the mayor and our local council person here. And what really got me, Paul, was they were both uh, very dismissive. Uh, Roy, we don't agree with your views. Um, we don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, in fact, it, it, it does reduced tooth decay in children, which is absolute nonsense. Um, and there's nothing we can do about it anyway because it's a government directive. So our, as a council, our hands are tied and there's no point in us doing anything. So that that sort of got my back up a bit. That's and a very defeatist um, uh, position, isn't it? That's like, like just rolling over. Uh, well, of course, my comment back on that, Paul, was um, – exactly what you said and i said hang on you guys are representing the community surely you've got the community's best wishes or or best interests and particularly their health at heart and i said you know the the the, the real thing here is you're telling me and i've i just learned 
that I, I said, how, how, how can this be? And in my homework, I learned that the uh, control of the water supply was actually taken off councils in mid-2021 while we were all distracted uh, with lockdowns and things. And it was given to, the, the government gave it to the Ministry of Health or the Director General of the Ministry of Health. So, well, I, and, Let me get this straight. The Ministry of Health now is in charge of your local water supply. 100%. And what have they got to do with the, anything local? They, they've, they are nowhere near local. 100%. And, of course, they had their rhyme and reason for it, and there was some very pathetic justification for taking that control back. But as we know, Paul, it's the same old playbook, and it's like, no, no, we know what's best for you, and we're going to control it from a central government, a central position, and it's going to be the Ministry of Health, and in particular, it's going to be the Director General. And here's 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 the real thing for me. So that that control was taken over in 2021, mid-2021. In his absolute last week of office, Ashley Bloomfield sent out a directive to 14 councils directing them that they must introduce fluoride into the water by a certain date, the community's drinking water. We'll get into it, but fluoride's a toxic poison. <laughs> That's yeah. all there is to it. it is and this is the water easy. supply, and this is mass medication with no opt-out. Me- without informed consent and without agreement. It, it, it's just nutty. It's so nutty, it's unbelievable. But anyway, so 14 councils were directed, and another 27 councils got a letter of intent from the Director General saying, you are imminently going to get a directive, and when you get that directive, yep, if you haven't done it by the due date, there will be a $200,000 fine and $10,000 fine per day, per day that it's outstanding and you haven't put this toxic poison in your community's water supply. It's interesting because that's not the first time we've heard of those fines. They Those fines are designed to, designed to be um, to intimidate, aren't they? They, they have to because they are brutal. And, you know, you don't have to go very long refusing before you've racked up, what, a couple of hundred K just in fines. Why do you think they're so heavy on that? Is it that, that that's a very heavy-handed attitude. It's almost like they're possessed with the need to do this. Who on earth could know what the government's thinking? But uh, really good question, Paul. I guess I guess there are a couple of parts to this, but the, the, the main thing's got to be loss of face or loss of credibility. When you think that they've been promoting this for 70 years, since the 1950s, they've been saying that their medical advice says that it's a good idea to put fluoride in the water to reduce tooth decay in children. For them now to be looking at another body of evidence, and of course, as I've already said, there is loads and loads of peer-reviewed international studies that say it doesn't reduce tooth decay in children and that it's really, really bad for you. So I guess it's uh, a, a just an issue of credibility. And, um, you know, if we're going to be sort of suspicious as we are, given that we know how much corruption there is and just how much terrible management there is at a government level um it costs the fertilizer industry and the smelters and what have you 
where where they get this product from that is toxic waste, uh, the cost for those companies for the commercial disposal of fluoride is is huge money. But of course, if they've got a client, a willing buyer that they can sell it to, in the case of our councils, well, that certainly fixes a problem for them. But um, I, I guess a key issue is we've seen over recent years that the government, particularly the Ministry of Health, has got a very bad track record of listening to just one set of arguments. And as that a beautiful Lord uh, Sumption said, uh, the Supreme Court retired Supreme Court judge said, it is very bad when governments just listen to one school of thought or one caucus of experts and like judges have to, they listen to the other side of the argument and the other caucus of evidence. But again, the Ministry of Health um, and the New Zealand government are refusing to listen to another narrative that actually has way, way more credibility and it's way more up to date. Yeah, um, we can probably understand the loss of face um, situation that, you know, no one likes to be in that situation. But also, you know, people do tolerate it when you admit you got something wrong. That's what intelligent people do. And I, I, I agree, Paul, that, that that's a key point. Yep, yep, we, we, we're going to be big enough and brave enough and ugly enough to say, oh, my God, we got that wrong. Um, when uh, when one just keeps doing what one's always done and expects a different outcome. And there's that, a terrible expression I've just heard in the last couple of days. Um, the solution to pollution is dilution. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, that explains getting this toxic waste and diluting it down into communities' water supplies. And feed it to the people. <laughs> yeah. Hide the yeah. evidence that way. Yeah. I mean, in the end, you can turn, I would have thought, a, a negative to a positive by, again, getting back to admitting that you're fallible and you're wrong. And then you can say, so I'm standing in front of you. I'm honest. I'm the sort of person that when I realize we've made a mistake, I'll face up. I'll apologize. People, people admire that far more than carrying on the BS. I. Uh, I agree, Paul, and I guess you've just reminded me. Um, unfortunately, that 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 just refusal to look at un- other information seems to be happening at a government ministry of health level, probably with some influ- influence from the World Health Organization, who's in the same boat of this is the narrative that we've been pushing for all this time, and we're going to continue to, but on a local level. When I went to the mayor of Queenstown Lakes District Council and one of his councillors, they did exactly the same thing. And instead of saying, actually, Roy, yes, we will look at this information you've sent us. And in our in our role and with our responsibility of doing the right thing by the community, we'll look at it and consider it from an independent point of view, not just not remotely interested in looking at it. No, we don't we don't need to look at anything. We've we, we've seen it from the Ministry of Health, which, as we know, has a track record of lying to us about safe and effective. It has terrible impact on IQ, on children's IQ, developing IQ, 
as you probably know, there are just dozens and dozens of studies, international peer-reviewed studies, that confirm beyond a shadow of a doubt it reduces the IQ in children by seven points. In terms of its effectiveness with reducing tooth decay, of course, there are now dentists who have traditionally said, yeah, 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 we learned at Otago Dental School and, and, and we've been practicing for decades. Fluoride is good for reducing tooth decay in children. They are now doing their own homework again, and they're going, oh, my God, there are all these studies coming out. So what are the nefarious reasons? I think it is a dumbing down of of the population. And um Regardless of what I think the reasons are, to me, here's the kicker. We've got a central government telling the councils that they have to put this toxic poison into the community's drinking water, water supplies, or they'll have a heavy fine. And what I'm really grumpy about with QLDC, they in turn have said to a ratepayer and a local community member, when when that person's gone, hang on, guys, is this a good idea? I hear that it's really bad, and why would we ruin our beautiful Arrowtown and Queenstown drinking water? I then get the same treatment that they've got. They've been bullied by the government. Then they bully me and go, hey, get over yourself. We, we think it's all okay. And there's nothing we can do about it anyway. So so where I've got to now, Paul, as I've said, that's not okay. You have to be morally and professionally, you've got to be more responsible with looking after what's in the community's best interest, particularly from a health perspective. And what sort of reaction do you get um, when you do that? Considering, I, I would imagine that there is no huge oral health crisis in your area number one, and, number, and, and you'd have to prove that to like conclusively show, you know, that teeth are falling out all over the place um, in, in your area to make the, um, the oral care argument uh, fit. But also, you know, I know the information you're talking about, they can't possibly be in possession of full information regarding this. So how come they're so easily satisfied with nothing? Um, because is it some kind the, of brainwashing or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, of course, it, I think it's worse than brainwashing, Paul. It's we are the council. We're in these positions of power. We're being told what to do by the next rung up above us, and we can't be bothered thinking too hard about it or arguing about it. And yeah, um, one of the councillors said, "Yeah, as a kid growing up in Auckland." Um, I grew up with fluoridated water, and it's been good for my teeth. That was her perception. Well, how does um, she know that she hasn't lost seven IQ points? <laughs> don't, perhaps don't she's tip, demonstrating it by buying into this. That. Well, yes, that's an interesting comment. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so so as an upshot of that, I, I emailed these guys, and I said, please, I'm asking you, there is another side to the story. I was very specific. I said, you, you, you've alluded to the government has told you, the Ministry of Health has told you, and it's on their website, fluoride is safe and effective. And I said, oh, guys, there are I'm those asking, words again, those words. I, cast, this, is, this is incredible, Paul. If we look back at a similarity of what's happened over the last three years, we have been forced 
to put something into our body on the basis that we need it and we're in, in dire, dire trouble if we don't take it and it is safe and effective and we're doing our bit for the community. This is exactly the same now with fluoridated water. And back to your point, in a community and in a place where there is no tooth decay issue, and if there was a tooth decay issue with a child, apart from the parents not allowing them to drink so many fizzy drinks and all the sugary stuff and all the rest of it, which we know is the real reason you get tooth decay, if they brush their teeth with fluoride, let's say they put some fluoride toothpaste on, which is not a good idea, but that has a degree of effectiveness. When you put fluoride in a water supply, which, which means you are showering with it and it can penetrate the skin, you are drinking it in a glass of water, you're getting everybody, the whole community gets it, whether they want it or not, and a kid brushes its teeth with it, it goes down to something like 0.0016 parts per million. I'm, I've probably got that number wrong. Bottom line is it's completely ineffective. So the reason for poisoning the water is to dumb people down because there seems to be a, a pattern here of poisoning people. <laughs> I mean, it's not just this. We know what's just happened. That was a mass poisoning, it appears. This is a, there seems to be a pattern here. And it's the same guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, who, who I've got, his... I better be careful what I say. But okay, there, well, it, I can. It should... But it, that's true. It's the same guy. It's so... the same guy, and it shouldn't be, sir. It should be a trial and appropriate action for forcing New Zealand's to be scared as anything. And and here's the problem: speaking to people in the community. Oh, Roy, what, what are you on on about? You know, what, what what's this fluoride thing? Oh, yeah, but it's it's good for it's good for children's teeth, isn't it? You know, it's good for tooth decay. Propaganda and, works. Uh, it, it's just incredible. And, and in a few sentences, you know, I'll say what it is, and I'll say, Jesus, are you serious? Um, and we've got the same age-old problem, particularly, I think, in New Zealand, Paul, where it's like, well, I'm okay, Jack. It's not hurting me. What's the big deal? Oh, just put a filter filter on your tap and filter it out. Of course, if you get a filter that is sophisticated enough and expensive enough, to actually take the fluoride out, you've taken everything else out. You've taken all the minerals, trace elements, all the rest of it. So in, I thought, okay, do something about this. So we've had Mary Byrne, who you know, yep. doing her South Island tour. She's just done a presentation at the Arrowtown Golf Club on Monday night, and she did a fantastic job. I invited all the councillors personally. I emailed them all. I made phone calls. Not one turned up, including the mayor. The good news is, Paul, and, and, and we, we also ran a couple of ads. I got a few roosters together and we funded some ads and the local rag called the Mountain Scene that's for Queenstown yep. and Arrowtown. I heard of them, yep. Yep, so we ran these ads uh, promoting the fact that we were having this uh, urgent community meeting on last Monday night. And um, one of the editors, God bless him, actually did some editorial on it. And and he and, and the guts of it was saying how there's actually been a legal challenge. There are court proceedings that have been put in place by New Health New Zealand. So the court proceedings have been filed and it is challenging the legality 
of the direct, Director General's Directive. So oh, what okay. that means is, yep. oh, that's currently, that was on the 12th of June. So God bless those guys. They're up in Wairapa or somewhere. Um, they've done that independently of fluoride-free New Zealand. But here's, here's what it means. That now means because there are court proceedings underway, any of the local councils can seek an interim injunction for a cost of about $1,000, which means they can go, hang on, guys, we're down tools. We're not doing anything more until we get the hearing, the outcome from this court action, which I, I, I think is going to be successful. I don't know. But anyway, so okay. the councillors didn't turn up. I happen to have spoken to a couple of the other councillors in the last two days, lovely people, switched on people, and they said, Roy, we know this is not good. And I said, well, for God's sake, you've got to get your colleagues or your fellow councillors to get up to speed with the fact that it's not a good idea, and I specifically need, the community needs reassurance that you guys are not going to do anything more because in that Mountain Scene editorial, it said the council had written to Mountain Scene in February of this year and advised that nothing has happened to date and nothing's going to happen regarding the fluoridation. I actually spoke to, I'll, I'll leave names and titles out of it, but somebody very high ranking at the council the day before yesterday and I said, I'm grumpy about that because you know and I know that's a lie. It's not true. You guys had done a full cost analysis. You completed it last year. So for you to be telling Mountain Scene and them to be publishing it, uh, they're misleading all their readers in the community going, oh, they're not doing anything. That, that person said to me, oh, Roy, it was just top-level costings that was required by the Ministry of Health as per the letter which, of course, I said, well, okay, let's agree it was top-level costing. You've still been taking steps regarding the maybe introduction of fluoride. So anyway, the good, the good news for us at the moment is, according to that person and a couple of the others, it isn't actually on the agenda at the moment. Financially, the QLDC can't afford it, and they don't, and, and my understanding is, Financially, it's not a good idea for them. I think we've now created enough, enough awareness, and and we you know we've 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 rattled the cage, and we've said, hey, you guys have kept this below the radar. Really, really bad skills. You should have said to the community, hey, you guys need to be aware that we've got this thing on the burner. Um, they're, they're, I guess their answer to that would be, oh well, it's so early. You know, we didn't need to, and the, and and the other comment was, "There's no point if it's a directive because we can't do anything about it." Well, so wait, the, um, this is interesting because the the Rotorua chap I spoke to, uh, you, you reminded me now that that of that um that that legal action and that potential stay at the meantime. Yeah, he he mentioned that too. Yeah, but here's the thing: if a number of councils around the country just said, "No, we're not paying it. Sorry, it's not going to happen," what would actually happen? <laughs> You're getting us onto something way bigger. Paul. No, but what would imagine, happen? Imagine if enough of us said no, we're not doing this anymore. Full stop. With so many issues, but I don't know what would happen. I guess uh, God, uh, yeah. And then you'd say, know. okay, come and get us. The community's going to love you for this. Come on, make our day. 
Yeah. And I guess, Paul, where, where I'm coming from is, is, is the real biggie here is anybody with half a brain who bothers to go, well, hang on, is there another side to the story other than it's a great idea that we put this toxic waste? And you know, you know, you know I'm not exaggerating. Fluoride know, is literally toxic waste scraped out of chimneys from the fertilizer industry. They have to wear hazmat suits. They cannot put it into metal containers. Any fluoridation plant in any water system has to be plastic, plastic pipes, plastic this. If there's a leak, it's it's it, it's so corrosive. I mean, it is seriously bad stuff. But my real issue is that the, the council's not going, well, hang on. We have a moral duty to maybe think that these nutters who are complaining about it may have there may be an element of truth in it, and we'll converse with them in an intelligent, mature, caring way that 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 upholds the relationship we're supposed to have, which is we are representatives of the community. So so the council thing, and I don't know whether it's happening around the rest of the country, but but what I what I encountered until a few days ago, I've got to say, I've spoken with with, with three other people from the council who have been fantastic, right? And uh, they've they've said, hey, we will let you know if there's anything happening. Of course, I've emailed and and confirmed that that that's the commitment. Um, and it looks like nothing's going to happen immediately. This these court proceedings are definitely a stay of execution. Yeah. If if they do end up getting a directive, which they haven't yet, so we're just we're just hoping okay. to keep fighting the good fight and sanity will prevail. Okay, well, you know, in the end, it's it's not even is there a need for this medication? Surely the principle is you can't mass medicate people through a public water supply. That is a fundamental human bodily autonomy principle concept. And to think you can violate that really shows that you kind of are, miss, are missing the point of being a free human, right? I mean, it's that fundamental. Wouldn't you say? That, that, Paul, you've nailed it. That is the bottom line. The bottom line to think that in 2021, we can nick the control of the water off the local communities and their councils. We're going to control it from the top end. Then we're going to, exactly as you say, we're going to force them and direct them to put that in their water. And if they don't, we're going to smack a huge fine on them and scare the bejesus out of them. And we're not going to consult or inform the community, let alone inform consent of a, you know, it's a medical procedure. Let's let's be really clear on this. It, to, to put stuff in water that people are going to ingest through their mouth, through their skin when they have a shower, that is toxic waste without without agreement, understanding, informed consent is just as nutty as it can get. And yeah. All right, Roy, thanks for coming on and explaining all that. Good luck. We'll, we'll follow that with interest. Let's okay, good to chat, Paul, as always. As always. And mate, um, thank you so much for all the stuff you guys are doing. It's just oh. extraordinary. Keep up the good work. Thank you for your kind words, Roy. Roy Chantelou from Arrowtown, and uh, we will check in again. See you later, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.